Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Enema of Common Sense. I am the Doc, you are the masses, and this is our show. This is episode... Five, 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 Cinco. We are excited today. We are, we have finished up our four-week talk about uh, the different kind of vagrants or whatnot that you might see, and we have now finished that. And now we are talking about something completely different today. We are on a new foot. We're starting a new. We are starting something spectacular today, where we're going to talk about something to maybe help you out. You know, fall is in the air, and the doc was outside walking the other day, and he thought, doc's favorite, favorite time of year is fall. You know, the weather's crisp. The leaves are falling. And you know, there's this thing coming up about a week from now, where, or two weeks from now, where they give away free candy, and the doc loves candy. You know what I'm saying? I like me some candy, so... Um, I will tell you that we need to make a plug for next week. We are going to have our Halloween, all Halloween, ha, 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 special, where I'm going to have uh, McFinn back on, and I'm going to have the Miner 49er will be here. But luckily enough, the Doc has McFinn here today, and we're going to be talking about something that uh, might be near and dear to your heart. Um, you might know this as inebriation, and you're thinking to yourself, hey, Doc, Hey, Doc, that's a $5 word. What's that mean? Inebriation. It is a $5 word. So the Doc's going to give you about a $1.50 word to mean the same thing as inebriation. Okay? Inebriation, the Doc likes to use the word pole barn drunk. You can claim that word. I don't know if that's a word in Webster's Dictionary or not, but pole barn drunk is what the Doc's now using for inebriated. Pole barn drunk... Why in the world is the doc using pole barn drunk? Well, where I'm from, we have these things called barns. And in the barn, we have animals and hay and tractors. And when people become so inebriated or drunk that they can't make it back into their house, they usually find them in, guess where, the pole barn. Now, why in the world, doc, would somebody be in the pole barn? Because they're drunk. See how that works? So inebriation, we can use pole barn drunk. And today's episode, we're going to talk about inebriation, but we're not going to be talking about drinking. Whether you want to drink or whether you don't want to drink, see, that's none of the doc's concern. That's none of McFinn's concern. We love you, and we just want you to be healthy. But there's a big difference between drinking and becoming inebriated or having loss of control or binge drinking. See, there's a problem. Let the doc tell you a little story. You know, back the 80s and 90s were weird. And when the doc was growing up, we didn't have things like cell phones. And we didn't have things to occupy our time. Sure, the doc had an Atari. And sure, the doc had a Nintendo. But the problem was you couldn't go down to Walmart for $50 and buy a TV. And there wasn't 50 TVs in your house. So the doc had to wait he had to fight it out with, you know, all them crazy 80s sitcoms and all them crazy 90s sitcoms and soap operas and whatever. Had to wait my turn. So a lot of the times, the doc found himself with nothing to do. So one day, the doc remembers, 
he was sitting on his back porch. And if you don't know what a porch is, it's like you couldn't afford to close in the rest of your house. So it's just an open place where you sit. Bunch of people. And I was sitting on my porch swing, and I was watching my neighbor. Yeah, I was watching my neighbor. I did this a lot because my neighbor's kind of an oddball. And I'm going to name my neighbor from here on forth. I'm going to name him Porkchop. So I was watching pork chop, and pork chop was raking leaves. And you think, well, raking leaves, Doc, that sounds like a great thing. Well, pork chop was raking leaves and drinking beer. And not only was he drinking beer, he was more drinking beer than he was raking leaves. And he would drink three, four, five beers, and he'd rake some leaves. And he'd drink three, four, five beers, and he'd, drink, he'd rake some leaves. And by the time he got done, the doc was sitting there watching this guy, and it probably wasn't an hour. Porkchop had all these leaves in a ditch. And Porkchop had finished a couple cases, or about a case and a half of beer. And so Porkchop lights the leaves on fire. And I know you're thinking, this is not going to end well, doc, and you're probably right. But Porkchop then proceeds to pass out on the rake. So he's laying with his face to the sky and the points of the rake in his derriere and he passes out there and he's laying there and the doc's watching the leaves and the leaves are on fire and the leaves keep getting closer and i want you to really think about this for just a minute the leaves were in the ditch pork chop was about oh about three foot up the ditch line and then about 20 yards away was pork uh, pork chops establishment where he lived so the doc's watching this, and the leaves keep getting closer and closer. And the doc thought to himself, Porkchop's going to burn himself. So the doc, being the good, conscientious citizen that he is, I was going to go wake Porkchop up and tell him, Porkchop, you've lost control, you need to move, you're going to burn yourself. But before the doc could do that, he's walking over that way, his door to his establishment busts open. And a little kid, six years old, comes running out. And I got to do this exactly right to really capture this. So the kid yells, and I quote, Daddy, Daddy, the pork chops are burning. The pork chops are burning. And, and from his slumber, from his stupid state, pork chop sets up like a dead man. And says, well, turn them over. And then he grabs his rake, beats down the fire, and then passes back out on his stomach. And I thought, you know what? There's got to be a difference between drinking and what pork chop's doing. Let's be honest. The doc at 15 years old realized that pork chop didn't have control of the leaves. Pork chop didn't have control of the fire. Pork chop didn't have control of his kid. Pork chop didn't have control of the rake. Pork chop didn't have control of the pork chops. He was completely out of control. And that's what brings us to our enema of common sense today. Today we're going to study not so much drinking, but a loss of control. So my guest today, I'm very happy to have my guest today. I've got the McFinn. The McFinn's going to drop some knowledge to you about what exactly happens when you lose that control. McFinn? Thanks, Doc. Um, I want to talk to you guys today about something called alcohol poisoning. 
Now, as he just talked about, one of the biggest dangers of binge drinking and alcohol abuse is the risk of alcohol poisoning, also known as alcohol overdose. Alcohol poisoning is a result of consuming too much alcohol over a short period of time. Now, when people drink, the body takes time to process those chemicals and those toxins. That's why you don't feel the effects of alcohol immediately. It takes a few minutes for our body and our brain to catch up. People who binge drink, and we're going to say it's drinking more than five drinks for men or four drinks for women in under a two-hour period. Now, that, of course, that's going to depend on height, weight, and how much you've had. But still, four or five under a two-hour period, that's a lot of alcohol. They're at risk for um, overloading the liver with alcohol to the point where the body can no longer process alcohol safely. So what are we looking at? So symptoms of alcohol poisoning as far as mild symptoms go, confusion, slurred speech, poor coordination, signs that we usually say that person's drunk, they've had too much to drink, symptoms that we're probably used to already. When we talk about some more serious symptoms of alcohol poisoning, we're looking at extreme confusion, difficulty staying awake, vomiting, slowed breathing, they might even have some seizures, a slower heartbeat, um, they might have some pale or blue skin, and they actually might lose consciousness. And then we get to our more severe symptoms, and we're talking about actually asphyxiation or suffocation, dehydration, they could have some brain damage, coma, heart attack, and even death. So what am I saying here? Alcohol poisoning is a medical emergency. You cannot reverse alcohol poisoning with coffee or with fresh air or just by sleeping it off. Untreated alcohol poisoning can lead to death. Now, what did I say? One of the biggest dangers of binge drinking and alcohol abuse is the risk of alcohol poisoning. So if you think you're just going to go binge drink tonight, it can lead to alcohol poisoning. With binge drinking on the rise, stories of alcohol poisoning and deaths on college campuses are appearing regularly. Conscious binge drinking, guys, is not accidental. Binge drinking is on the rise throughout the world's population, and that will lead to a rise in death by alcohol poisoning, Doc. And I hate to say it, I hate to be so serious, but this is what we're seeing. So what I think about that, I think is a couple things that we want to give you from the enema common sense that, that may actually come and it may actually help you save a life someday, uh, your own. Number one, first and foremost, it wasn't mentioned, but it needs to be said. If you are going to be drinking, in no way, shape, or form should you ever get behind a motor vehicle of anything, or um, it's a tractor, or a four-wheeler if you're from where I'm from, or a car, or a truck, or anything like that, you don't need to be behind a motor vehicle. I do have some statistics on that too, Doc. Oh, do you? Yeah, every 20 minutes, someone is killed by a drunk driver. And I also have a story about that as well. Um, my daughter... I know from the time she was 12, she's already buried two of her friends due to drunk driving. And that's pretty tragic to know, to know just personally, two people that's been killed by drunk drivers so young um, is, is bad. It's just bad. It, it is. And, and to be honest with you, it could have been preventable. Yes, absolutely. So because we love you, we want you to make sure that if you are going to partake in parties and alcohol, that number one, you never get behind the wheel of a vehicle. Number two. If you are going to one of these uh, parties and you know you're not going to get behind a vehicle, but you don't know whether you're going to be conscious or whether you're going to be okay, which we don't like the whole uh, without, um, without care. We don't like that. We don't want to be in control of somebody else. But if you feel like this might happen to you, get a buddy. 
Get yourself a buddy to go to parties with you. And, and that buddy needs to be a responsible buddy. Don't get the person that's already drank a fifth on the way there, okay? Because that person's not a buddy. That person's a responsibility. Okay, the doc's telling you, get you a buddy who's going to be sober for the night to make sure that you don't put yourself in really, really bad, awkward situations that will take care of you. And thirdly, and thirdly, most important, is if you see somebody who has passed out, the doc wants to teach you a little something right now. The doc wants you to take on your non-dominant hand. And that may be the one, that's the one you write with, that's the one you throw with. Nobody cares if you're ambidextrous. This is not the time. Your non-dominant hand, okay? Or your dominant hand, excuse me, not your non-dominant hand. Your dominant hand, the one you write with, the one you throw with. And on your dominant hand, I want you to find the first two fingers. That would be the pointer finger, and that would be the middle finger. Now, the pointer finger is the one that you use to point at things. And the other one will get you in trouble in certain social circumstances, okay? So those two fingers, and the doc wants you to take that, and the doc wants you to lay the two fingers on the thumbnail of your non-dominant hand, okay? So then you should have your two fingers laid on the thumbnail of your non-dominant hand. And what the doc wants you to do is, doc wants you to take and slide those fingers back down your hand until your wrist meets your hand. You feel that? You hear, dun-dun, dun-dun, dun-dun. That right there is what is known as a radial pulse. Now, why in the world would the doc teach you how to do a radial pulse? Because it takes about two seconds to reach out and do a radial pulse on somebody to find out if they're passed out from alcohol or they're not breathing and dead, okay? Because, hey, we're going to be at the party, and you may very well save someone's life if you do that. Isn't that really what we're all about, honestly? The enemy of common sense, about learning to love each other and help each other and, and try to fix the problems of the world, like being, you know, in control. We want you to be in control. We don't want you to be out of control. We don't want you to be intoxicated. We don't want you to be pole barn drunk out there and somebody take advantage of you or or worse somebody to not take care of you so just just you don't want to be a pork chop come on you don't want to act like pork chop you don't want to be asleep on a rake and not be able to take care of anything so next time you think about going and becoming out of control just think of pork chop and don't this has been the enemy of common sense love yourself just remember the doc loves you. And for goodness sake, wash your hands. Doc McFinn out.